Hello, 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 and welcome back to Life is a Drag with Jaden and Ashley. This week, we are reviewing RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 12, Nice Queen's Roast. And, and this was one for the books. This is um definitely going to be remembered. <laughs> definitely is 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 going down as one of a, one of the uh, an iconic episode of Dragger's history. I think some of these roasts are um, yeah. were a little burnt, so I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited. I'm I'm excited too. There's definitely a lot to talk about, a lot to get into. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of burnt roasts, the queens come in after Tina Burner's elimination, <laughs> and. <laughs> I know I can't. That was too much. That Utica was good. is <laughs> Utica is feeling bad because she feels she's like crying at this point. She she is literally in tears, saying that she feels like Tina deserves to stay. And then literally in like an instant, within a matter of like ten seconds, she flips the switch and is like, "Okay, so how did I do in the lip sync? Did you guys like the lip sync?" This is the second time now that Utica has done like, "What did you think of the lip sync?" Like girl like is this 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 wasn't this wasn't your nightly gig over at over at over at the minneapolis uh gay nightclub honey this was you almost losing a hundred thousand dollars i know and she's acting she's like how was i like you almost went home why like why are you trying to act like this was a, a performance i think it's 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 either the thing where one she knows she's not gonna win so she's just like you know, let, I'm not going to let the producer, <laughs> you know, try to give me, give me any emotions or whatever. I'm just going to do what I want to do and say what I want to say. Or two, it's like an overcompensating thing where she wants to overcompensate for knowing that she's doing a lackluster performance. So she's like, oh, well, performing is what I do. And if I lip sync and trying to look on, like, trying to look on the bright side of being the bottom two. But the only bright side is that you stayed. That's it. There is, I mean, and, and I mean, if you turn around a good lip sync, that's great. But I mean, you there's lip syncs like the one like problem um, last year, season twelve with Nikki and Dahlia, where both queens were necessarily the the best lip singers, but one of them had to stay, one of them had to go. So I exactly. feel like it's just definitely overcompensating for the mediocre job she's doing in the competition. Yes, and it's funny because Candy immediately goes like. No, I'm not going to sit here and say that you slayed the lip sync when I didn't think because I think that Tina slayed that lip sync. And this entire time, whenever the camera is on Candy, she's pissed. And like, we obviously knew that like Candy and Tina had gotten really close in the competition, but you can tell that Candy is not having Utica in this moment. In this, in this whole episode, you can tell Candy is really not here for Utica's nonsense. Yeah, no, I think... <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was a little, was a little, uh, a little uh, um, tense because, I think, yeah, I think, I think, especially a lot of people did feel that way. I mean, like, especially when we were watching mm-hmm. from the back, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, Tina in the words, whatever, whatever. But the queens are watching from the back of things, so all they're seeing is Tina busting out these moves and Utica kind of just yeah. being Utica. I mean, it's worn, and then on top of that, Candy also being that's being one of her closest friends in the competition. I mean. Utica would be delusional to think that it's not that, especially when I think they've already had some kind of like camaraderie about. I think there's a disconnect between Utica and, yeah. and, and and the group, and I think that's why she was so close to Elliot because her and Elliot kind of were the two that were a little bit outcasted from the group. Yeah, and I, 
what kills me in this whole exchange is Utica in her confessional saying that she might be the lip sync assassin of the season. Cut. This, I was like, how dare you, first of all. I know Denali didn't have to lip sync that many times, but we're not going to take the title away from Denali. We're not. We're not. We're not. I don't, I, 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 I just feel like for you to be listening to Assassin, the, the wins have to be undeniable. Um, they have to be undeniable. They ha- It's also like all of the lip syncs that Utica has won were kind of just like, I don't know, almost like coincidental. <laughs> like, T. And I was also thinking about that actually earlier today before, I mean, like when um, I think we were going to record, I was like, dang, like, Utica was not, I mean, yeah, we don't know, but like Utica was really, was really used our production to send who she needed to send home. You know, get get uh get mm-hmm. Elliot, get Tina. Who else was she, who else was she in the bottom with? Is that it? And then just this one. Yeah, I think. So yeah, so it's like get get those two filler queens out there that we, that we weren't expecting, and uh, you know, and and cut to it. So it's like, I think now that she was still there, they were like, all right, now we need somebody to send you home. <laughs> yeah. So literally. yeah, I don't now think they- Lipstick Assassin. No, they have the top five that they wanted, and now <laughs> yeah, now it's now it's fine. Um, so Candy is a little upset, honey, because so they're they're going as usual. They're congratulating Simone and Rose on the double win, and Candy's like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe the next one can be a triple win. And I mean, I feel, I mean, I think it's rough when you are literally up to the about to be top five position of the competition. I mean, the the week before the the last filming. And you have not won a single challenge. It it makes you feel mm-hmm. like you're buying time. It makes you, I mean, it makes you feel like like you don't deserve to be there. I mean, even like a Crystal Method thing, on last season where where Crystal Method didn't win until I think this challenge. So it's like, it's rough to when because when, when, you don't want to ever feel like you've been carried or that you don't deserve to be there. So yeah. when you have people who are like Simone are winning, what is Simone's fourth? That was four, Simone's fourth challenge win, fourth. or Rose's second or third, like. I mean, when the when the winds are backing up and you're not, it's like yikes. So I understand her pain yeah. and being nervous. And this is something real. I knew very early on. If you're listening to this episode, you've seen the episode of Drag Race, but I knew very early on in this episode that Candy was gonna win this episode simply because they bring this up over and over and over again throughout the episode. Candy saying that she wants to win, or the other girls like making fun of her because she hasn't had a win yet. It is like they're really hitting us over the head with with Candy not having a win, and they make it really obvious that Candy is good. Like either Candy's going home or Candy's gonna win. Like that's really what this editing lines it up to be. Um, <laughs> and so we see how that kind of happened, but that's clearly the storyline. Yeah, they're carrying it into this episode. Yeah, and um, so yeah, so then they so they get out of drag and we get ready for the new day. So they come in. They're talking blah blah blah, but let's get into the mini challenge. This is a fun mini challenge for the for the this first was, time. This was it was a good one. <laughs> uh, so you know, two weeks back to back, we're we're doing good. Um, so this one they had to do a makeover on each other with Nor- with the new Norvina palettes from ABH, as we know, Anastasia Beverly Hills. It's what sponsors is who sponsors um, RuPaul's Drag Race. So they had a new palette, the Norvina palette, named after the CEO's daughter, I think, or the new CEO, I don't know. But, um, and, you know, they're there to promote it. But the gag is, this time they have promoted with one queen as the head and face of the, of, of, the, of the makeover and the other queen as the arms. So 
I love I love challenges like this. Like even on YouTube and stuff like that. I just love like the little like you know different arm gag. Like it, it just it's always funny. And I think generally all of these queens were super funny and and generally had fun. And it, 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 I liked it. It was good. To, good to see. What do you about you? Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I liked this grouping. The groupings were interesting too because it was Candy and Rosé. Uh, got Mick and Utica and Olivia and Simone and we've seen Olivia and Simone talk but we really haven't seen Candy and Rosé and Mick and Utica interact as much so I thought that like those are kind of fun pairings I obviously I know they they create bonds but it is fun to see them like interacting with each other outside of like their own little cliques I agree um throughout this Rosé and Candy they're the winners of the mini challenge um and I did think they were the funniest they were really funny got Mick and Utica were were really funny too. Utica was just like it was Utica's arms on Gottmik's face. Utica was like beating Gottmik's face, like really was going a little aggressive with yeah. the makeup that she was doing. That was the only really note I had was just that like I hated all like this the stuff in the mouth. And I'm not even like and I'm not the kind of person yes. like, I'm not even the person who like, really grossed me out. But it was just like makeup. I mean like it was not. It was because it was with Simone. I think she had like put like the red lipstick or like the red eyeshadow, mm-hmm. whatever it was, like liquid in her mouth. And then Meg, and then um, not Meg, uh, Utica was just really just like, I mean, like all up in Mick's personal space. Like, yes. I mean, like the first was like the powder and then, and then like Mick ate the powder and then like taking the lash glue and like putting it on her lips and then like taking her fingers and literally spreading her uh, Mick's lips. Like, it was just. Yeah. It was, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. That was the only, I think, I think that's something I said about from winning. And I feel like Kenny and Rose definitely did have a little bit more of a camaraderie and a little bit more of like a selling the product still, too. Yeah. I mean, and I noticed that, uh, that Candy, you know, Candy, not Candy, Rose posted it and like and Norvina was just like commenting on her stuff and everything. So I think that this was definitely the most brand friendly one. And I, I, I want to see them get a little brand deal. I mean, I wouldn't mind them. I mean, they are, they all kind of do at this point, right. but I mean, they want to. Have put them put them in some campaigns. Put the put the drag queens in campaigns. In campaigns because that will get me to buy makeup. Okay. That will get me to do it. L- listen. But yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a fun one. It was a fun one. And so shortly after they finished the mini challenge, they announced the maxi challenge, which is going to be a nice girls roast. In this roast, they will be roasting the current reigning Miss Congeniality, Heidi in Closet, and two previous Miss Congenialities, Nina West and Valentina. I love the choice of these three queens. I think it's a really fun grouping. Obviously, Heidi is the reigning Miss Congeniality. That makes a lot of sense. I think Nina West and Valentina are really easy to roast. I think they're people that there's so many jokes that just like write themselves about definitely, those two. Definitely, definitely. Um, Especially so what I, Nina West I, was wearing tonight. <laughs> but I'm, just, and I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, but we'll get into that. Um, but you know, I agree. I agree. I think that I, it, it was fun. I think that yeah, it, it was it was pretty clear. I mean, Heidi was an immediate fan favorite last season, so mm-hmm. I think it's it was cute and it was fun to have her. And I'm glad that they're giving the season twelve girls some um, constant promotion. Yeah, as they deserve from the season that they had and then everything that happened since. Okay. Um, <laughs> because Rosé and Candy won the mini challenge, they get to decide the order. This was interesting to me because Rosé immediately goes off and says, 
you know, the two most coveted spots are first and last, which is funny because usually those are the spots that the girls avoid. They don't want to go first and they don't want to go last. Um, literally the whole controversy on Drag Race UK <laughs> was around the order and uh, Miss Ahura being first. Like, Ellie Diamond, just... I can't even look at you right now. Like, don't even... <laughs> <laughs> Poor fucking Ellie Diamond. Oh my God. Getting tagged to you by Ahura and Lawrence. And Lawrence. I can't. So yeah, I just thought but, yeah. it was interesting that... that Rosé and Candy were like, yeah, I bet, like, first and last. Um, Candy and Rosé both want to go first. Like, both of them are, are in the beginning fighting pretty hard to want to be that first slot. Candy's reasonings, I really understand because what Candy is saying is that she's not as good with, like, improv and thinking really fast on her feet. So she's scared that if she goes later and other queens take her jokes, she won't know what to do. And I agree. I think that can be tricky. So I think Candy is smart. Yeah, Candy is also smart for wanting to go first because she's so high energy that I think that it does put the other girls at a disadvantage because they're they aren't at that same level and I think we definitely see that play out um and ultimately Rosé is like you know what I've I'm coming off of some really good weeks and I'm confident in myself I know I can kill this challenge so I'll go last it's a risk but like why not so Candy decides to go first Rosé goes last and the final order for the girls is Candy, Simone, Utica, Gottmik, Olivia, and then Rosé, closing out the show. I think that's a good order. Uh, I think that they did the best of what they had. Yeah, not, I agree. I think that Candy's very smart for because she knows that her jokes will can get taken. So it's smart for her to speak. Let me just get it out of the way get done with it and she even said she wants it's it was funny because she was like i want a high beginning a high middle and a high end she wants the whole thing high energy so you know it's really good to you know have you know candy mick and rose be the kind of checkpoints of funny mm -hmm. in between the Samoa Utica's and olivia's bombing and <laughs> i was gonna say as we see it play out we desperately needed this order yeah this <laughs> who knew because if we had to go to simone Utica, olivia back to back honey Child, I, I might have had to turn the episode off. <laughs> that it would have been too hard. In all of this, um, Mick is gagged. She really is like her. It's full face crack. Like she did not want to have to roast. She said going into this, she did not want to have to do a roast. She knew that that was like the one challenge that she really did not want to have to do. And here she is having to do it. Her and Simone are talking too, and Simone says the same. Simone is like, I really don't want to roast both of them are super super nervous about this challenge yeah i i think it's it's, it's a fashion queen thing that we have seen and we and we've seen it less this season given that mick and someone have both shown themselves to be also be funny or, mm -hmm. or to have comedic chops you know but still i think it's still a still a prevalent thing where it's like can these fashion queens can these queens who are known for the runway serve it in a performance challenge you know so, you know, and, and I think with improv and with snatch game, with, with these scripted kind of things, with these things that have a set list of rules and circumstances, I think those things are easier on them because it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'll just be goofy, but I'll just do what this thing says. Here, you kind of just have to come up with your own material. It has to be clever and mean, but funny. You know, there's a lot of more, there's a lot more parameters than what's, what's been in the acting challenges and snatch game and stuff like that. 
Yeah, and it's it's not relying on a character. Like it's fully you being funny. It's not like is this character funny? It's are you funny? And I think that's really intimidating. I think it especially because Candy and Simone, not I mean Candy and Rose are both really funny. They're both strong comedy girls. Um, I think Got Mick also is funny, but at this point we don't know, you know, we don't know how she's gonna turn out. Um, and so I think that like that definitely can be really scary. The stand-up challenges and roast challenges are scary because again, it's it's uh, down to you. It's down to like, do you have the the quick wit? Do you have all of those things? And people tend to latch onto queens who are good at these challenges. I think part of why queens like Bianca Del Rio and Bob are so highly regarded is because they're so quick-witted. They are really good at roast and the stand-up challenges. And I think that this is a moment that like really changes how people think about you as as a queen as a performer yes totally totally and um so then we get so then we so we get into the queens kind of preparing for the challenge and everything and Utica and olivia are sitting next to each other and they're talking so you know olivia is confusing at this moment i'll say because olivia starts off by being like Mm -hmm. I think I'm really known for being the nice and the cool and, and kind of nice. So I'm kind of nervous for the roast. And, you know, and, and I don't know how I'm going to perform because I, I, I want to break out of that mold. But then she says that she thinks she's going to do really well in the roast and that she's like confident for herself. And Utica is just like, yeah, yeah. I, told, I, told, I, I think you're, I think you're confident. And then of course, <laughs> thanks to VH1 editing, we cut straight to, uh, Utica being like, I'm, I'm most, the most worried for Olivia in this challenge. Basically verbatim. It is literally, like, in they ch- immediately after. Immediately. editing. And then people are like, people are like, some people are like, oh, I don't consider this shady because, I mean, what, what, are, you, what are you supposed to tell her? Like, she's just awful and, you know, her face, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But also, on the other hand, I think there's a difference between if Olivia was like, I'm really, ner- I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think I can do this, whatever, whatever. And mm-hmm. me being like, okay, that's good. You know, they like, have got yeah. confidence. And then versus me being like, yeah, I think you're going to win. Wow. I think you're so funny. Literally, whatever, whatever. That's I, a difference. There's a big difference in being like, yeah, like go ahead, work, like whatever. Yeah. Versus Utica literally saying, I'm very confident that you'll do well in this challenge. And also, I know they ask them questions during confessionals. You also like don't necessarily have to comment on Olivia Utica. Like you could have just gone into the confessional and not said that about Olivia, knowing that you already said something else. Like, is it not connecting? Is it not connecting? (laughs) Another really funny moment after this is Rose having a little Bendela. One of my favorite clips from Drag Race is when Bendela is is practicing and you can see I think it's on season six that she's doing this and it's like Bendela Creme and she's like sitting there she has her little notebook and she is like talking to herself and she's like (laughs) it's like laughing and like having this whole people use it as like a reaction all the time I see it on TikTok a lot yeah it is so funny and Rosé is having one of those moments like Rosé is sitting at her little table by herself and she's reading a joke and then laughing at it and then like writing stuff down like I fully love these moments because one, it's so real. Like 
yeah, they need to practice and need to read them out loud and need to whatever. But it also, the rest of the queens are all like turning and looking at Rose like, what is this bitch doing right now? I love the little cut of like, uh, of Simone and Candy when they're like, when they're writing, they look up. And look back down. It was just like it was. This episode was very, 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 very funny. This episode was very funny. It was the editing was was very good. Sometimes, I think sometimes they take the editing a little too seriously, and I miss some of the old editing that was like r- dr- drama, just like yes. ridiculous, like the the funny faces, the like whatever. Like I love that editing, so I would love to see it on this episode. Yes, it was. It was a very, very much old Dragon's memories. Like a lot of gifts. I mean. We'll, we'll get RuPaul yeah. in a minute, but yes, it was it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I they have a little back uh, have a little back and forth roasting session, a little mini roasting between Candy Rose because Candy is making fun of um, making fun of 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 uh, Rose, and she's basically talking about you know like well you're you're going you're going home tonight you know, and then Olivia I don't know why little Olivia jumped in, but Olivia basically is like I, I doesn't you have the most safes or don't you have the most safes. And I don't understand. It's funny when people say this because Rose has the most top saves, okay? There's a difference between being bottom three and being safe and being top three and being safe or being top two and being safe. Literally. So, uh, you know, so so uh, Rose was just thinking up for herself, and then she she makes this really funny thing. She was like, "Baby, let's focus on winning something." Oh, that's happened. So yeah, so uh, Rose and someone are, I mean, Rose and Olivia are going at it a little mm-hmm. bit, and then uh, Candy's like, "I don't know why you guys both arguing because none of you guys are gonna win." And then uh, Rose is like, hey, let's focus on winning something before, before we talk about winning the show. Right. And I know I thought it was funny. It was a cute little cute, a cute little roasting session. And I think that um it's just funny to see see, see the queens interact. Yeah, and again, it's it's more set up for, for Candy eventually winning the episode. Um, so <laughs> we get into the moment where they're meeting with um Lonnie Love and Michelle. And they're, you know, just doing a little rehearsal, workshopping some jokes. Again, we're not going to go into every detail, every joke. We'll cover that in their performance. Um, generally, Candy comes in first. She feels really good. There's not much that they comment on. We really don't see a ton of Candy. I think they're saving most of that for her performance so that we can really see it then. Yeah, um, I think Mick so... Mick was definitely very interesting. They 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 did, they did a very sneaky suspicious uh, editing with this. Yeah. She comes on, she's kind of just like, you know, oh, I'm excited, I'm a little nervous, you know, and everything. And they're like, okay, well, let, let, let's just start. And I, the the papers were like, I guess the papers were out of, were out of order or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mick just had a hard time finding her jokes, and it was it was very it was very awkward. But once the jokes were out, they were funny. Yeah. It was, it was, she kept like explaining things too. She was like, you know, like, so I'm going to say this because this, and they were like, you don't have to explain it. Like just say the joke. Um, so after seeing this, I was a little nervous for Mick because I was, they were really hyping up this editing of like, oh, Mick is really struggling and she's shuffling with her cards and over explaining. Um, then we get Olivia coming out and Olivia's having a hard time too she says that her biggest worry is that she's too nice and that she isn't going to be able to translate that into a roast. I don't, like, I don't know if I'm crazy, but, like, I feel like this is almost coming out of nowhere because they've made a lot of jokes about Olivia being, like, 
secretly shady and being like an undercover diva and whatever so like right. how much of this is like the storyline that they're trying to sell with olivia okay <laughs> and how much of it is like actually her worry you know yeah and then they do this thing like basically telling her to like make it to a character i don't know like the, the the critique they gave her, basically, she ended up taking the critique way too far. Like it was, it was basically about like working yeah. and being nice, or like basically saying that like you can do it where it's like you you kind of like start the joke off very nicely and then end up saying something that's like oh, because <laughs> oh they're saying like right. using using being nice to your advantage because people don't expect you to have these mean and shady mm-hmm. and roast comments, you know. So you can you can come off very like oh guys, can we you know I really hate to roast everybody and then just kind of be like all right. So anyways. But she kind of, which we'll get to the thing, but she just kind of kept it in this one note character. Yeah. Immediately after we get a little break, Rose comes out. We don't see a ton of, of her, but she has a lot of jokes. Like they're really punchy. She is making Michelle and Lonnie crack up. And they are basically, they tell her, like, you seem pretty confident. Like you're basically all set. Like you're good to go. They really don't give her a ton of like criticism to go off of. Yeah, it was. It was it was really good. She just like I I was watching I was watching it last night too, and I was just like, yep, she she's a pro as per usual. Uh, mm-hmm. She just kind of knows what to do, and uh, yeah, I think we see that in the in the, in the performance too. Somebody who doesn't know what to do uh, <laughs> is Simone. This was so, hard. This was hard. This, this this was the root school all over again. Hard like so. Simone is like so. Simone, you know, she's coming out. She's and I I, I you know and she's like like Mick is saying that she's nervous. Um and it's showing. I think it, it was so yeah. she does, she does this little thing which I think is so cute but also awkward is just like in the, <laughs> when she's explaining the joke and so she'll she'll say the joke and then she'll be like oh she's like thank you Candy for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> That's from the Hocus Pocus. It's like it's my favorite movie. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and then that it, cracked me up. It was funny. It was so it was so funny because it was just like, yeah, we got she it. Does it ag- yeah, she, she does it again. Yeah, she does it again too. With, yeah, and uh, she's like, you know, sitting alone in the VIP. Yes, because the meme. it's it's really funny that she has to like explain it. Um, but I think that like this is something that we'll we'll see in her performance is that like they're not really jokes like they're not really like a a, there's no punchline there's nothing like yeah it's it's a script (laughs) yeah and it's like the hocus pocus thing like okay work but like what is the joke in the reference (laughs) yeah what is the joke i think and i i I think that that kind of you know it shows a little bit of of like of simone maybe not not weakness but like you know a crutch of using references you know i mean like Mm -hmm. as we have seen um uh, Simone's drag is very referential in itself so I think you know she like she she wants to show she does she does her homework and she kind of knows a lot and it can reference a lot and even Michelle says you know you're an overthinker you know every every mm-hmm. joke doesn't have to have a like you know an, another reference to it everything so just make it funny and I think you know that is is Simone's thing is that she wants to make it very clever and wants to make it very like mm-hmm. oh see this is a double time but it's like sometimes it doesn't have to be funny love like it doesn't have to be clever like yeah, they don't have a lot of time yeah. like, to write these jokes and you know what I mean? So like you don't really have a lot of time to have like a super well thought out. Like sometimes it, it is like just going to be like a quick like, little crack at somebody. Yeah, like Nina West's broad shoulders. <laughs> like, okay, next. Like, 
Right. I think it also like is a reminder that not every queen is a comedy queen, nor should they have to be. Like no. part of drag is that every everyone has a different style of drag. Like you go to different queens for different reasons and different things that you like to see. But the same way that like we have ball challenges, the same way that we have like makeup challenges, like we have challenges like this to to showcase different strengths and di- at different times. And this it was just something that Simone happens to not be super strong in at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, someone else who is not super strong from worst to worser is Miss Utica Queen. Honey. Utica. This is painful. Like actually watching this is so painful. I watched this three times and it has not gotten easier. It is so hard to watch. So, it, so all of her jokes are just mean. That's yeah, like, they're that's not it. even remotely funny. It's just like, like, and some of them are just bad. Like, like, so she has like, yeah. this, like, so, like this Simone and Pumbaa joke. Like, what calling kills RuPaul me with this Pumbaa. one? What kills me with this one is when Michelle doesn't laugh and she's like, "That's not funny." And then Utica goes, "Have you seen Lion King?" <laughs> Like, girl, everybody has seen Lion And then My Michelle is like, yes, I have kids. Like, everyone has seen Lion King. Your joke just isn't funny. Like, it's not funny because we don't get it. It's just not funny. And that's how but, Utica basically is with, first of all, any critique before this episode, but especially yes, this episode. The queens, just that the queens bring that up. Yeah, they bring it up later in the episode saying that Utica, I think it's got mixed says that Utica just thinks that all of the judges critiques like aren't fair like Utica just doesn't agree with them and after Michelle makes this comment like of course I've seen Lion King I have kids Utica says you look like it like this okay. you're not roasting Michelle right now like why you know what I mean like yeah I she's trying to help you I don't understand what as I was saying as, as, as I was so unbelievable I'm like this has to be an edit because I just can't um I don't understand what's going on because then after that so then uh Yuka's next joke is and we have Nina West here and then she starts making these like oh like whale noises or whatever and then he's like oh sorry I thought you spoke whale and like first know, of all not funny just not a funny joke no i mean i i, I didn't think it was funny personally i'm not gonna lie <laughs> but <laughs> it was just it was just so the audacity but what gets okay, worse is the poking <laughs> it's the so she says this joke and 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 lani is just like whoa that is you know that is a little harsh and Utica also if you're watching on youtube she also uses her hands and like makes this like a widening gesture yeah. like trying to comment on someone's like size <laughs> i just had to add that in because it's another cherry on top of everything that yeah. she's doing here and um she's and then she's like she's like uh does that trigger you you know whales manatees and, like, and then it's just like it's just, it's just n- not funny. It's when she says, does that trigger you? Does that trigger you? That, to me, because the elephant in the room of this whole thing is that Utica is the queen who this entire time has been like, I don't want to be offensive. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't think that I should wear an afro because it could be offensive. I don't think I should wear this outfit, Simone, because it's offensive you're worried about being offensive and then the minute it gets to a roast you're literally like 
going to be this mean both both Lonnie and Michelle are telling her like it's mean and it's harsh and it's not really funny like you can get away with these things if it's funny but these are just mean and harsh and like they're not in good taste and then Utica in her confessional says I just have a sense of humor that is really observational like I think it's so funny when it's just accurate that literally makes it worse. Like so you're that literally makes saying it this worse. Is just how you honestly feel. <laughs> like you honestly are just going to look at this black woman and think that she speaks whale and talk about her weight. Like you think that's funny? You just think it because it's just accurate, it's really funny. I just it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> like what? This whole thing. So if you've been on social media, there's a big conversation around this right now. Utica has made mixed statements about this actually she tweeted right after the episode airs that she apologized and that she learned from this and thinks that you know the jokes were in poor taste blah blah blah. but then I saw an article of her saying that she has no regrets and felt that she left on a high note so so what is it but it brings up like this larger conversation of fat phobia on drag race because this is this is my two cents I do think that Utica's comments are really bad and they are really there's just no taste to them I think they're they are very offensive but I will say it's interesting how many people are really upset about these but not about the other weight and size jokes that are so prevalent on this show literally you can't go almost an episode without a weight joke or a size joke being made it's it's non-stop I mean, Rose made one literally 20 minutes for this. <laughs> yes. And I was literally, when we were talking about the reading challenge, that is something that we yeah. brought up is how, like how lazy and tired like the weight jokes are. I've been watching All Stars 3. And as much as I love Shangela, it is so hard to watch her do the lip sync in a fat suit. Like that is really offensive as well. Like it's an uncomfortable moment to watch. So to me, I'm interested like, what specifically about this is is sparking maybe it's just like the the conversation around things is changing and like hopefully that's a good thing I just hope that this is an energy that we continue on and be like oh and not end with Utica and maybe look at how the show in general makes fat phobia into a joke yeah I I completely agree I don't think that they will just because just knowing the stands but um i think that yeah i i agree i mean i think that i think I, like i said like i said i think the only reason why 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 people are coming for utica is because is because there it, it was not funny you know because i mean like like okay. i said even mick makes um a size joke like right after this and so and i and i people and people thought that was funny because it was genuinely funny so I think that if it like, like I said, if if it, like it, it, it's a roast and you know and 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 it's and nothing's off limits in it, but but it has to be funny. It has to be it has because I I can laugh yeah. off a, a, a funny joke about myself, whatever. But if you're just gonna sit sit there and call me a whale, or 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 or, mm-hmm. or be like um or be like oh you're old or whatever, it's just like that's just not funny. It's yeah. just you being rude. And then like, and she said just to, because you don't know how to be funny, so you just are like. <laughs> Um, um, and it, and and someone even pointed out. I mean, like she has just always. I don't say always. I mean, I don't say always, but she definitely she has had a she's a repeat offender when it comes to making size jokes. I mean, even with even with Tina's uh, mm-hmm. hair, and she's like, oh my god, that hair actually makes Tina look small. You know, of course that's like a little small thing, but still, it's like it's, it it shows. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it was, she went from like, oh, I really don't want to wear that because it's respectful to like Xbox Gamer really quickly. It yeah. was awkward. It was really awkward. I hope that like, I don't know. I just wish that we could transition away from the funniest thing being making fun of people's sizes. I, it's just, it's so common on the show I really hope that this Utica moment is a is a moment of awakening. Yeah. As you said, I don't have that kind of faith in the stands of the show. <laughs> I don't I don't have that faith there. Actually, Alexis Mateo made a comment too and was like, "Where was this energy when size jokes were made about me? Is it because I'm not white?" She tweeted that. I'm like, that's another good point because a lot of these jokes do is I mean, I think across the board bigger queens get a lot mm-hmm. of shit for it and are constantly the butt of the joke but yes. I do think it's interesting how the queens of color who are bigger have a different intersection there and how that plays out as well I mean even even um Alexis Michelle when um when when, when they when they made come when and Ray Jones they comments about her body you know um and then she she was upset for the rest of the episode and like like was like next time let's make sure the comments are on about my body you know and everything and like people were like oh my and, gosh she's overreacting oh my gosh whatever whatever yes. so it's like like I said, let's hope the dialogue will forever change because just a couple of seasons ago, we were like, oh my gosh, let's go chill. Girl, it's a reading challenge, girl. Whatever. Yeah, and people, and she was just kind of like respectfully trying to set a boundary. Like, hey, I don't think jokes about my size are funny. Like, can we not do that? It's also interesting how the energy is so different because when Sasha Valor and I was on Sasha's side in this conversation, when they, I think it's, Eureka makes a joke about Sasha being skinny and whatever and makes an anorexia joke which is horrible not okay uh Sasha calls it out and the relative response was like yeah Eureka it's not okay to make a joke like that so it is interesting how when a queen like Alexis or or other people are trying to stand up about not making jokes about bigger queens it's like girl it's it's a roast it's a reading challenge calm down but when it's about a skinny person, it's taken more seriously. Yeah. It's, and you can't separate all of this from the fat phobia and like beauty standards that exist within the queer community and how much being overweight is stigmatized in the world, but in the queer community and how yeah. these body standards are so like intense and used to put each other down. I don't know. It, not us going on this whole <laughs> sociological no, rant. I know. Say, hey, we're, we're, we're dissecting. We're dissecting. I love it. It's there's. It's just a lot to get into with this because yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting yeah. to see the people always say drag race is a microcosm of the real world, yes. and I think we we are seeing these real world issues play out in a moment like this where Utica is being really distasteful about people's weight. <laughs> exactly. And um, so we get back in the workroom after they finish, you know, uh, all, all the rehearsals. And again, uh, Yuriko's doing her typical, like, oh, everything is so great. And I, one thing I did notice was that, so Mick walks up and is like, you know, how, you know, we're mm-hmm. the, just talking about you. And then, I, I, again, this could be me reaching, um, but like, it just felt like Yuriko's being very disrespectful, I feel like, just about how yes. about the so she was receiving she was like i made this line king joke and michelle was like i didn't get it and, I, mm. and then she and she, and she was talking when she was doing my session with line, like what the fuck is happening like like basically like doing this condescending like making, like, yeah. to about 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 michelle about michelle to Lonnie because of how Lonnie was reacting to their set, her set when they have said why they thought it was disrespectful so 
it really kind of shows again that Yuka has this whole bias against the people with her critiques of art. Even when, um, when in, in, yeah, in the Snatch Game, when Rue was like, maybe you shouldn't do Bob Ross like this, or maybe it means Bob Ross funny, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she was like, well, I have no, I have no, I have all faith in myself. So thanks. And then it's like, it's oh, move interesting on. too. I was watching Snatch Game earlier today, actually, and they brought, like, the other queens brought something up against Utica, and they said, sometimes we feel like you're not as grateful about being here as the rest of us are, because we all see this as a big opportunity, and sometimes we don't feel that you feel the same, and I feel like that is definitely one of those moments, because she's, they gave her the critiques, and basically gave her an opportunity to fix her set, and to do better, and she it's, she's making fun of them. Like she doesn't think that like what they're saying is is valid. And I think the other queens around her that probably is really frustrating because they took their critiques and like they are really grateful for this opportunity and are being humble about you know not not candy arrogant muse being humble, but she is because she's taking these critiques. If I'm um, saying something arrogant in gonna, the moment, call it out. Call it out. <laughs> Andy has an arrogant like necklace, like, like one of her merch. I am this close to buying it. No, I, I actually yeah. am obsessed. I want to get one too. I want to get one too. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that <laughs> Utica just has definitely just been like, has not shown like, oh, I feel awful for for failing in the challenge or oh, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, it's just everything is just, oh, uh-huh, I'm just here to do this, whatever. And that can come off very ungrateful. So I, I don't think she's necessarily rubbing right, the right way with a lot of the dolls, especially, especially, I mean, again, not to enforce this winner circle, loser circle thing, but I guess also becoming, coming from the loser circle is a different vibe. Yeah, definitely. They also um, get into one of the producer fed questions very clearly. I think it's Simone. It's like, has anyone used comedy to get through stuff? Like, is that It's a literal, it's a literal uh, common app essay question. (laughs) Like, it's like, when you are doing an icebreaker and it's like a bold like all the little white papers with like a question like they really were like okay Simone it's your turn to pull the question like and then Simone said okay um so (laughs) who has used humor to get through something like that's fully what just happened literally literally Um, a rehab question and they all are you know like obviously I have I have um but one point that Olivia brings up is how being queer, and she says, especially as um, a queer person of color, it's really important to have like the little moments of joy and laughter that you get in a club. Because a lot of times with everything going on, like those little moments are, are what you're living for, you know, finding those little, those little moments of joy and laughter. And Rose says that like her, she feels like her one like real purpose is to like make people laugh and that it brings her so much like fulfillment and joy when she can make someone laugh and like right in their day. Um, and I love that obviously like drag queens are performers and like that is what they do is bring people joy, make people laugh, like whatever. So I thought it was a cute moment, you know, got the, get the little heartfelt moment. <laughs> Yes, it was cute. It was cute. I um, I love so when um, so everybody's doing this whole like, oh, Rose is a self-proclaimed comedy queen, basically. I had an emphasis on the self-proclaimed, and Rose was like, self-proclaimed, baby. The reviews have been in for years, and Olivia, it's so funny because Olivia, this is the first time that Olivia reads herself. I'm gonna get into it in the comedy set too, but Olivia's like, years. This is a lot longer than I've been doing drag, and Rose's like, yes, that is a lot longer than you've been doing drag, girl. <laughs> it's like. Like she, it, Rose so is like, thank you for reading yourself, baby. Like they are, they are, they are just having it today. I love it. I love it. 
It, it, it's really funny. They had a lot of moments like that, just like little jabs at each other throughout the episode that were funny. This episode went by quick, I feel like, too, especially because we didn't have a runway, which we'll get into. I'm very upset about, but yeah, I'm, I'm have a runway. curious about it. I've, I've, I've heard theories about, about the runway. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get to because I, because also now I'm thinking about it. Last week was the, was, last week was, what, what was wrong with last week? Oh, it was um, 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 Beast Couture. The week before was a branding, and that, and that was a branding challenge. And the week before was a branding runway and a makeover challenge that was about branding. Yeah. I'm thinking very somebody, so, something. Uh. Um. Hey there. Make sure you check us out on our podcasting platforms if you're watching us on YouTube. I know that you can't always watch a YouTube video when you want to listen to a podcast. And luckily, our podcast is available on basically any podcasting platform you'd be interested in. You can really find most of ours through anchor.fm slash LIAD podcast. From there, you'll be able to find us on things like Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, anything like that, you'll all be able to find at anchor.fm slash LIAD podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts where you can leave us a review, give us some kind of star rating. You can find us again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and all of those at anchor.fm slash um, so yes, uh, speaking of, it's time for the runway, okay? Rue enters. She's wearing this little bodysuit moment for, I, this is the first time I've seen Rue in a bodysuit in at least a long time. Yeah, in, in a minute, when I saw her legs, I was like, why is she not always wearing this with her legs looking like that? She was padded to perfection. I will say, for she wants, she loves to come for the, they love to come for the girls for, for oh, it was just a bodysuit, but I've seen definitely some more intricate bodysuits walked on that runway than I, Rue was wearing that night. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Rue, she, yeah. she looks stunning, but I'm just saying she can no longer talk about how simple, simple uh, bodysuits. Exactly. <laughs> because, and you know what? Don't even get to my defense of the bodysuit. I, I, bodysuits are, I love bodysuits, okay? Like, you, they're you, good and they can be intricate. They can like, be fashion. They literally can be. Like, like I said, I've seen plenty more intricate bodysuits on that runway that I have Oof. than what we're wearing. But, <laughs> anyways, Lonnie Love is the guest judge returning again. I love Lonnie Thankfully. Love. I'm a sister and I'm excited and I think she definitely provides the entertainment of the episode. This, this is week. Lonnie Love's drag race today. This okay. is Lonnie Love's drag this, race. She has secured herself as a as a reoccurring judge, okay? Um, so we're gonna get into the rest of performances. Do you want to get into the outfits after uh or do you want to get the forms when they when they come up too? We can talk about the outfits as they as we talk about the rows. Yeah, okay, cool. Together. So, um, so Candy is the first up, and uh, she looks, I mean, when she said she would come on that stage as a woman, she wasn't lying. Yeah, she meant it. She looks really, really good. One of the best looks that Candy has served so far. Yes, she is cinch. I don't know who put their foot in her back to tie that corset, but <laughs> you it worked so well. I don't know. I, I love, I love, I love like this new age of this girl just not wearing breasts. Like it's just like, I don't know. It's just so Nami Smalls. I, I just love, love it. it. I love it. I think it's so cool. 
Um, so yeah, so let's talk about her jokes. I I think she definitely hit the ground running. She came out. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. I I think she she didn't play to her strengths more. She definitely was a host, and I think she definitely hosted. <laughs> yes, I agree. Listen, I think I'm sorry, Candy yes, did very no, but no, but you you're, you're I not think wrong. Candy did very well, but there are some jokes that were so like literally like googling like funny jokes online jokes.com like trying to find jokes especially the ones about rue's age like she makes a joke like rue is so old that jurassic park brings back memories i'm like not that your mom is so old joke like that's exactly what that is i was like girl i see why you were scared about getting these stolen girl yeah there were just a couple yeah these are like candy wrapper jokes yeah the funniest one was bitch she died that was she died it was very much a meme she is really i think one of her strong suits here was actually her delivery i think her delivery was really good on a lot of lines the line that she says about like what what like what's worse than heidi's fashion on season 12 and then she's like nothing nothing was worth it and just like the way that she delivers that line is really funny she's super high energy as well and again i think all of the queens who come after like seem low energy because of that because they're coming after yeah. candy yeah i really liked i really liked the part where she was like we ain't got an audience tonight and she's like no <laughs> she was like michelle Visage, don't that remind you from your conscience from back in the day just empty you know <laughs> yeah that that was she did she definitely she definitely started out strong and then it got a little calm at the end jokes weren't bad the jokes were just easy and they were ever ever cheap but uh they, you know. they were good but they her were delivery what i think i think delivery can save a joke and i think her she she felt confident in them so we mm-hmm. as an audience enjoyed them so i think she definitely did good i think uh, again this is another thing like snatch game and like um maybe last year before last where it was like the queens did good did great and the queens did bad did bad like it was either bad bad or good there was no in between really yeah um and speaking of our first bad oh our baby simone simone looked gorgeous she was done the whole from the house of good all the way down i think i know Gigi did the hair and her mom did the uh outfit i loved it she had like a little oscar i loved like she she was presenting it like the like the little the despy awards from season seven yes like, it's so classy this whole yes. look was like yeah it, it gave me like um like what's the what's the movie i'm like austin powers villain or something like that or like yes, know, like, yes it gave yes, me yes. that like very campy but also elegant i loved it um what i didn't love is the set this it was it was it just was not good it was just not good genuinely like not funny it was it, the the silence only made it worse. It was just it was weak. I was very very like I did not laugh. I think at any at anyone. I didn't laugh at all. It was so awkward. Like that was the worst part of it. You can really see her like thinking and stumbling, and because she's so in her head, she isn't focusing on delivery at all. So when she gets to her punchlines, it's like there's no punchline. She's not emphasizing like the end of the joke at all so we don't know when the joke is over it's it was really painful to watch especially because i love simone so much it was yeah it was like one of the jokes was really bad it was like well it was the one where it's like valentina now we gotta talk about your controversy you didn't know the words to the lip sync girl yeah you gotta be you gotta pay for that 
said, you, um, you did that. So, uh, <laughs> like, babe, this is just, it's just, it's not, there was no joke, honey. You didn't even write a joke. You didn't even finish it. I really felt for her in this moment because it's like when you start to to bomb like that, you can't, like, it's so hard to, yeah. to recover. Like, I would have been crying. Like, I oh, really yeah. would have been crying. I'd Nina be so even says, Nina's like, she is by me right now like time is literally stopping when she when she stops like and i just know that that sounds as thick so yeah yeah it was just sad it was just sad um utica oh god it went for it literally this was this was this was a bad lineup for the first next two people so we get utica if you thought she was bad in in rehearsal wait until live part two the remix electric boogaloo dj deluxe edition slide this was just this was so bad this was so bad it was good it was just so bad that you just you, just, you can't argue it Utica was so bad that i was that by the, by the third time you're watching this i was genuinely cracking up it, it was awful like, so this look just to just to get start on the surface okay in judging they say that they think this is the best Utica has looked but I am so confused because I do not like this outfit. It's hard her to see her face. Her bag think... ball challenge was literally right there. The best she's ever looked. Yeah. This, like, to me, this outfit was really messy. It didn't, there was no shape to her at all. I didn't understand it. No, really there was no correlation. It. Like, it, she had this beautiful gown on, but then covered up with this lilac co- like overcoat kind of thing, which they oh, yeah. the red and blue of the dress, then had the balls, and then had this like, jewelry. It was just I did not agree with that. This was this was a high couture fashion garment. So, no. Yeah. Um. And speaking of uh, her joke, on top of that, we're just we're worse than the dress. It was. It, she it, had it, one funny joke. She came out and she said, "Um, you know, I thought like Port Simone. I thought I was the only one with the balls to bomb that hard." And she like points at the little like balls on her head, and it was funny. It, everyone was laughing. That worked. And then from there, it just stumbles. It was so bad. So bad. I mean, she did not change a literal single joke. The only thing she changed no. was the uh, the Simone and Pumbaa joke. And she made Pumbaa um, Ross instead of Rue. And I wonder if that was like, if, she, if that was another thing of her, like not wanting to be racist. So she wanted to compare Rue to a, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, a, like whatever it's called. But because I was like, I noticed that it was RuPaul in the original. And then she changed it to Ross for the thing. So. I don't know what that was about, but that was the only thing she changed about her set. She still did the whale joke, and 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 it was just it was not good. So then she does this she does this joke where she's like, Valent uh, Valentina, like you know you are you are you are you are a gorgeous sister, but um, you just have this diva attitude that's really hard to swallow. Almost as hard to swallow as Lonnie Love's uh, comedy career. And oh, I will say. I think Simone had potential in her one of her jokes. She did this one joke where she was like, uh, "You was you're, you're an actress and author and whatever, whatever, an electrical engineer. And you have an, uh, an, you were an electrical engineer. Somehow you had engineered your way up on this show. I think that that had potential, but she just had. Okay, it wasn't funny, but I do, I do, I do like the way about the engineer and the engineer on the stage, whatever. Anyway, so back to that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I think Utica had she had she that was all right. But it was, but when you already bombing, nothing's really saving you. So Lottie starts cracking. Because up. on top of like her, 
I was gonna say on top of her jokes like just being mean she's also stumbling like she keeps missing words and like repeating herself and at one point Utica herself is like I'm bombing I'm bombing I know I know that was so funny I'm bombing I'm bombing it It gave me very much white boy at the Apollo (laughs) (laughs) I know boo um Um, but yeah so like you say about Lonnie yeah, so so Lonnie, so Lonnie, uh, she, uh, <laughs> so she starts laughing. So at this point, it's this is cinematic goal because Lonnie's the only one laughing. It's mm-hmm. the um, and I will say, so, so I do. Like I said in the beginning, I think she was that bad because I mean, even like the character were laughing at like her like Simone and Pumbaa joke and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But once you start bringing up those heavy hitters again, it fell flat. So uh, Lonnie's laughing and she's like, "You're the one bombing and." When I tell you, the whole entire cast cracks up from Rue to to Michelle to Simone to uh, Valentina to Heidi, everybody is cracking up. It is one of the moments where it is genuinely awkward to watch uh, <laughs> to watch you to just sit there and be laughed at, like laughed specifically at. laughed at. It was hilarious. So Utica is trying to. Take it okay. So there's a known fact that Rue wears. It's like after Rue gets off of the main stage and does the made the best drag queen mm-hmm. win, she takes off like the bottom half of her dress or gown or one or um our bodysuit whatever. Takes out her pads, untucks, and puts on sweatpants under. So that's just a known thing, whatever. Uh, so she tries to like I guess like because you know Lonnie took the thunder from her so she should take thunder from Lonnie so she's like oh well Rue if you think you think that's funny uh you're such a fashion icon will you stand up for us and again this is another thing where it's like you're trying for this to be a joke and it sounds like you're trying to like catch her in something you're trying to be mean like like, oh so you're such a fashion icon will you stand up for us like not like like that could again that could be funny like Rue you are such a fashion icon like oh my gosh you've worn this you've worn that you've worn that can you send it for us now? Like it could have worked, but you just—you're just trying to do this, just try to like take the thunder back from Lonnie. We're already bombing. People don't care. People don't respect you anymore. People are heckling you. And Rue does the Rue fl- gives her two of these. Okay, two of these. I. This was just chaotic. Basically, the, her her whole set yes. was just chaos. That's it. That moment with Rue. Okay. Another drag race gift to add to the mix. Okay, um, another one that's gonna be that's gonna be used for the masses. Yeah, it, it's already there. This whole thing, painful, rough. So we get to Got Mick, <sighs> and we're you know at this point, Got Mick was really nervous in rehearsals, so we don't know how she's gonna do. Got Mick comes out, and she's wearing this outfit. It's kind of like this like blackish, dark gray, like glittery type dress. I think it's green. Green? Yeah. Not me being colorblind. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it, I, it, was, it was like a dark green. <laughs> okay. I Work. I get yeah, that. Yeah. Um, she had green I eye makeup. Am, That's all. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel kind of neutral about this. I'm not like, I don't love it the way that I love like Simone's look. I it, I think she looks good. Gut make never looks bad. Like, I think yeah. she looks good. I'm just not obsessed with it. Yeah, her mug was so correct last night. I don't know, I don't think she did anything different, That's but it, it just looked so good. She looked good. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't really feeling the dress. The hair was all right. It was like, but uh, but her set, 
I think if anything, I really I thought Gutmick was gonna win at that point. I did too. I think Gutmick genuinely she did so good, especially after Utica. I think I love the Utica joke where where it's like, I see why they call Utica, because the first letter is U-T-I, which is exactly what you feel after watching your set. Like, you know, I thought that was super funny. You're right. She did the, the pizza delivery joke was super funny. Like, I think she just genuinely killed it. Every joke was funny. I love the, the I, my favorite joke was the Lonnie Love joke, where she was like, uh, I can't believe I'm presenting my comedy to you. I mean, I know that, I know that we're going to have budget cuts this year, but I know I'm going to affect the judges panel. Like, she yeah. really... For someone who was scared to, to do a roast, she looked like she did it before. So proud. Yes. Great. It was very funny. And she had a lot of laughs. There was no joke that she said that wasn't, that didn't have laughs. She no. was really strong. After that, I was like, oh, God, Mick is, is probably going to win this. Somebody who I didn't <laughs> think was going to win this, Olivia. Uh, so let's talk about the look first. Uh, Olivia, she had on this like, 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 orange and blue roughly sunsetty thing um i'll put a picture of course you're watching youtube it was all right i didn't i didn't really it, I mean, this, yeah. is not, this is not my favorite olivia's ever looked out this is not my favorite she didn't look the best for me but it was all right um so she so she like i said earlier she's trying to do this whole thing of like making the nice her character no um it it's just off. not good yeah it comes off so bad she comes out it's not to like, me she's not acting sweet she's acting like a child like she's yes. fully acting like an eight-year-old like it's really uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and i was just like how are you how'd you go from sweet to literal toddler it was it was awkward the joke so and then she's reading every single joke off her card like she has not memorized one single joke and I, that was a big thing that i was like ready like looking at was just that sis you couldn't look you couldn't memorize one of the jokes honey it was very 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 awkward uh she was like she was like she was like reading them like like how like she was like she was talking she was like rue is so old that he signs the thing parent and guardian <laughs> Oh, Nina West's shoulders are so wide. I could see him here to now. Like, babe, nobody's laughing. Nobody. You have to change. Why do you actually do such a good Olivia Lux impression? <laughs> like, that actually sounded exactly like her. I'm not even kidding. Oh my gosh. I, 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 know, I know what my snatch game is going to be. I'll just, I'll do her doing Tabitha Brown. Um, that's how I win. Um, no, but you know, because that's how it was, because it was so easy to do, because it was so bad. It was mm-hmm. just, it was like, it was like you you're you're reading this off this card. You're not you're not funny, and you're doing it in this constant same tone. Like I said, if you're gonna do the whole nice thing, you can yeah. set it up in a nice way and then come in for that cut later. But you didn't even you didn't understand that. You just thought if you be nice with the whole thing, and that's how it comes off one note, in my opinion. Yeah, I she was also like along with this like childlike voice. She was like posing kind of like she kept like looking down and like looking kind of like a little kid. It was just, yeah, it, it was very one no. It There were like a couple jokes that landed. She got a couple laughs here and there. Yeah. Not like Simone where it was like silent the entire time. Like she no. got a couple, but overall it was just really awkward and it didn't work together as, as a whole performance. Yes. Yeah, so next up is Rose. She looked stunning. 
I have no comment. I mean, this just secured another my crush on Rose. Like, I just love this little 80s fantasy, this big mohawk, and these over exaggerated shoulders. With the, it's just, oh, so good. <laughs> it's such a good. <laughs> you had to take a second. I had to take a second. I can't. <laughs> It's such a good mix of like um, masculine and feminine like energy yes. for me. Like I would believe that this is like an eighties like like pop man, like a leading pop singer yeah, yeah. in the eighties. But I could also believe that it's like an eighties like power woman look. Yes. Like I love that it really worked as both for me. I thought that she looked very good. I loved this look. I saw it in the previews last week, and even then, I was like. Oh, no, I was excited. So excited. I was excited. Um, but how do you think about her comedy? So I think that she was very funny. I think that she had the best delivery out of any of the girls. I think Candy comes close, but I think Rose's delivery was like perfectly tailored for a roast. Like she knew how to set up a joke and how to finish a joke, and all of yeah. it was very funny. She also didn't have any cue cards at all. She's completely honest. Yes, I loved that. And I think that helped her connect with the audience because she wasn't looking down the whole time or getting caught up in that. And I think that really worked. Her My favorite joke was her saying like, Rue, like we have a lot in common. When she said, you know, we're both in music. One of us is a recording artist and one is a singer. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't do the way she delivers it. But that it was so too funny. funny. I think... Uh... It, I love I, that. That reminds me also of the um, of the line where, right, right, um, where Mick is like, uh, "I'm a really big fan of you and your and your makeup and all of your hit song," and it's that like, was really funny. <laughs> like I really, I, I think they, they both did very good on that one. Yeah, Rose, I agree. I think uh, she she was super funny. I, I love the uh, I, I love that line. I do think it was a little awkward. Like I do think the the, the thing with Heidi. Um, it was just like she was it went from ro- from roasting to fully just exposing Heidi like yeah Heidi, you tried to fuck me and you know you wanted something good good like okay <laughs> I didn't know we're gonna get yeah it exposed was, Heidi tonight it was funny but it was also like all right okay. yeah <laughs> yeah like, I'm laughing, like, but I was also uh, like, Heidi was Heidi was definitely uh uh uh, uh flushed let's just say yeah She's like, it was Lie! And then it's like, it's not lies, baby. It's a It was too much. Very funny. It, it, it was a lot. It was funny. Hey, what's up, you guys? If you are listening to this, I need you to go on our YouTube. And if you're on our YouTube, hi. Now, what I need you to do is see the little like button right there, the little thumbs up? Click the thumbs up so that way we can get pushed to the top of the algorithm when people search up drivers reviews, drivers podcasts, and things of that nature. While you're on our page, if you're not subscribed, definitely click the subscribe button. And if you are subscribed already, thanks. Now click the notification bell so that way you can get notified every time we post a new episode of us reviewing this great show. We would really appreciate it. We really would love support. Again, make sure you guys comment if you can and give us some thoughts, some emojis, something, something. And it really makes our day. So again, Go on our YouTube, Life is a Drag, which is Ashley, your Life is a Drag podcast. Click on our videos, give them a like, give them a comment, a share with your friends, and subscribe and put the note post notifications on. Thank you. They end this whole roast with Heidi, Valentina, and Nina 
like each making some comments they each like crack like a joke Heidi does her whole thing from like untucked that went viral last season when she says fuck you fuck you fuck you like to everybody just going around the room Heidi does that it was very funny yes Um, I I don't really remember what Nina or Valentina said it was again just kind of cracking a joke yeah, Valentina did actually just a joke about basically about like she's too much of a diva for the Miss Congeniality title. She prefers this French vanilla fan favorite fantasy. Um, and Nina, Nina's this is funny because Nina's like she did a roast joke and then she basically made the this, like deep like she did this roast joke where she was like, actually, I forgot the joke, but then she at the end she was just like, go be, be big, be kind, and maybe one day you can end up on stage with these beasts. And I was like, okay, girl, it's not the Oscars, girl, calm down. <laughs> you know, Nina. If there's one thing Nina West is gonna do, is she's gonna turn it into an inspirational Disney. Okay. Like, <laughs> okay, she fully is the gay uncle that's like with 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 the power of all of her queer youth. Like, okay, thanks. The love and kindness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the uh, run, uh, not runway. That was the challenge slash mini runway, and we're gonna get into critiques. Uh, we might even have to even break this episode because I mean it's literally the end of the episode, so. <laughs> um so yeah so judging your critiques basically uh so candy let's start for candy candy they again loved her that she looked great her comedy was was really good in that you know that she as an opener really set the bar and i think that yeah as an opener like people will remember you and like and and i think ross is the one that even says like i compared everyone that came out after you to you and i'm glad that Mm -hmm. they admit that that's that's what happens Definitely. And I think that we really see that because I think the queens who follow kind of suffered because of that, especially Simone, because Simone comes out and she's a little more low energy. And they, you know, they say to Simone, it just never took off. They said that they could tell that she was overthinking. And Simone kind of like has a moment where she's vulnerable with the judges. And she says, yeah, I did shut down. Like I shut down a little bit when I was up there, I could feel myself like freaking out. And then I just didn't know what to do. And I kind of shut down. And it, it sucks, but that's such a real response to bombing and not knowing how to fix it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just sad. <laughs> like, 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 it was like, thing. I think everybody that, everybody that got the critiques they got, I mean, everybody that got the critiques they got, I think they rightfully got them. Like, there was not really anything that I hardly, dis- that I hardly disagreed with, to be honest. It was like, pretty much, yeah, I was like, yeah see, I see it. Um, Utica, again, they said it was mean. And Michelle's like, girl, we told you this. And she's just like, what did she say? She's this thing that was just like, I think it was like, it was rude again. And I'm like, girl, we're not, like, read the room, mama, please. I know. And she tried to say, Utica was like, you know, I'm still learning, like, what what comedy is and, like, what humor is. What You are in your so 20s you didn't laugh and you don't for 21 know, years? like, you don't know what comedy is like it was just such a weird response and then oh no and that's what she said she was like rue was like you know oh this like this is the best this is the best you ever looked or whatever or whatever and then and she was like i wish i could say the same about you and then then i'm like babe why are you still trying to do this like this is not people don't think this is funny no it's special (laughs) it's just awkward it's i don't know like what she's trying to go for here like, I think she's trying it to be just, this whole, like, sassy, like, I guess, like, Gigi Good. I don't know, but it was just, no, no one cares. It babe. didn't work. And I think that was the, the biggest thing 
with Utica is that she just didn't take the critiques at no. all. Didn't. No. And I the judges really care about that. Like they really care about the queens taking critiques to heart and listening to what they have to say. And I think when they see you like blatantly ignore like their their critiques and their advice, that really rubs them the wrong way. As as it rightfully should in a lot yeah. of cases. And I think that this is definitely one of those moments. Yes. Um next up is Got Meek. Uh so they love Mick. They say that uh, she has a future in stand up, that she was super funny. And I agree. I mean, I think that, yeah, she was definitely, I feel like with her, they were the strongest when it came to like delivering jokes. Like they were, they were such naturals. It was super funny. It was. And literally every time, it's so funny that every single challenge, they've had to do this storyline like, am I going to be funny with Mick? And then she's hilarious every time. Like, Mick just is funny. Yeah, Mick is just funny. Bob tweeted and was like, so when are we going to acknowledge that Mick is the comedy queen of season 13? And I'm like, kind of. Like, because she really has been funny, like, throughout all of these. And coming from Bob, literally, she won the exactly snatch game. Like, Like, she has been funny. We have Olivia next up and they, again, the critiques are, they say, you know, some of the jokes landed, it just didn't fully work. And I think it's Rue says that this whole act, she was kind of coming out like an apology. And I, I feel like that's very true because she came out already kind of shy and bashful with this character that she was doing and the way she was reading them was very like, again like you you were you were doing it like it was very like she almost like wasn't trying to say the joke and at one point too olivia cracks another joke at herself where she i forget what she's talking about she uh it was uh uh valentine that's what that's what what i was gonna say rochelle like this is like how she read herself yeah it was valentina uh which is funny because so for people who don't know valentina has a her typical like drag brow is like it's like kind of like very like bold brown and she puts these like dark thick lines through kind of like wait um uh, what do you call it emulating hairs um mm-hmm. and you know it, uh, people call it the panini brow like it's 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 like a, people just know it for know it for that so but in this episode Valentina kind of drew like these little thin line eyebrows so <laughs> Olivia joke was basically like um uh, a uh, Valentina has these little lines on her brows like one two three four. It's almost like she's counting how many times I've been in the bottom. No, you just, first of all, you just roasted yourself. You just roasted yourself. And, and you have already you been reminding, buying. Right. Why are you reminding the judges that you've been in the bottom that many times? And on top of that, and then, and then, that I don't know if, 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 if Valentina didn't have enough time to like do her something because she, she was like, she just took that. She was like, "Look at your eyebrows, girl," and I was just like, "Okay." I didn't think it was worthy of her dragging her that, but but you know, it was uh, it was she said it. Um. So yeah, yeah. So she had. So Olivia was just. It was just. She basically was like, I think like I said, I think she was trying to 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 do this whole thing of like, making the nice work for her character, making the nice work for roasting, mm-hmm. where you have to be the opposite of nice. And it came off like, like Ruth said, apology. I agree. And I see how Olivia doesn't see that. Cause like I said earlier, I think she, I, I do remember the judges trying kind of like hinting at doing that. So I think that's why she was very confused when she, when, when they gave her that, cause she kind of gave a certain look, but it's like, yes, you may have been trying to be like, make, make the nice into a mm-hmm. character, but 
we have seen characters be done the rough before. Uh, Coco Coco Montrese, she she did like you know Rue's hood cousin, you know, like you like you you could totally do a character as a roast if you don't feel comfortable as yourself because you can make it an acting challenge kind of thing, where it's like oh, okay here's here's Rue good cousin roasting him and everything, make it work. But it came off it didn't come off like a character it came off like you just trying to be extra nice. So. Yeah. Yeah, so basically they said it didn't land. Oh, and then she basically was just, Rue asked her, like, does she feel like she rose up to the challenge? And she says that she feels like she did. And Rue's like, wow, <laughs> basically. Okay. Yeah. Basically, Rue was like, work, nerve. And um, and we, and, we, and we move on to the final girl, Rose. So I love the little introduction that Rue gave Rose about, like, from um, from Minneapolis, just got done headlining a Sheila E gig. And it was just, it was very, uh-huh. very accurate. Um, and they love the outfit. They they love. They did again mention that she's the only one without cars, which I I said is a big thing. I mean, to remember your set in one night is a big deal. And um, they 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 really enjoyed her. They said she was funny. Her transition was smooth. Everything she said was really good. They compared. They said that she was like she was her Joan Rivers, like where it was like you know just that kind of cutthroat like ruthless roasting um and it, and it was i really think good. what utica thought she was doing yes what utica <laughs> thought she was doing but done tastefully as rose and balani does say that she was funny in rehearsals and that she felt like she delivered a stronger set how do you feel about this i, I honestly don't know how i feel to be honest because i mean like like watching it for the third time i was like i understand if it was not as funny but yeah i don't know how do you feel i understand what, I, I, I i could see that it was funny. I wanted to ask you that too, because I don't know how I feel because I do think that Rosé, I don't know if it's just the editing though. That's my other thing. It's like, yeah. I don't know if they edited it to whatever. I think one thing is that C- Candy made like one or two jokes that Rosé made in rehearsals. So I think it was a moment. And then a couple of the other Queens made similar jokes to, mm. to things that Rosé was going to do. So I think that was, again, one of those things where I think Rosé was thinking on her feet for some of these. I don't know, though. I I don't know if she was funnier in rehearsals. She Maybe yeah. a little bit, but I still think that she was really funny. I, in my opinion, and I don't know if it's because I'm a Rosé stan, Rosé was the funniest. I thought she was the funniest of the night. Um, no, yeah, I, I think I think again because we didn't get to see a lot of like what of what she would bring because in the rehearsal a lot of it was cut. I genuinely mm-hmm. would, would like to see. Yeah, I don't know how to feel. I mean, again, I think we have different opinions. We, I mean, just because I feel like Mick was the funniest in, in, in my opinion. I think but mm-hmm. I think Rosie was good. I just don't think it was. I just wasn't laughing at that much, especially after mm-hmm. Mix. So yeah, honestly, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that, again that's another arbitrary thing when we didn't get to see a rehearsal footage like. It seemed like it, it seemed pretty equal. I I'll say it seemed pretty equal. Yeah. Life. But what I did like was so in the little um in the while while they they were deliberating, Michelle compares Rose to Bianca, and of course we as we all know the little uh, chop chop is edited. So I mean I'm pretty sure she did get to finish her thought. So I do wonder what she said because I do agree where where she's at where she she is the Bianca and where she I do think she she has been slacking on the fashion thing but so did bianca i mean bianca wasn't exactly the fashion queen of season six bianca was wearing the same silhouette same exactly. face every single week and, and so and so if she can wear that same one which i dressed in rose can wear her ruffles all she wants and be considered the bianca i think she is the bianca where she can design she can act she can sing she can dance and she can perform like 
she really is that total package. And I think that, you know, that this was a okay week for especially, you know, being able to play, being placed top, I think. Um, and mm-hmm. after winning last week too. So yeah, so it was all right. Uh, and that was the uh, critiques. Then we get back with the decisions. So Rosé, they call Rosé down even first. I really, I, this is why I didn't have someone. I was like, it's either between Rosé, Meg, or Candy, obviously. And, um, but I didn't know they probably feel they were new to Candy because Candy hasn't had a win yet. Um, and Rosé is high. So I was like, oh, okay, hold on now. But she's safe. Uh, and, you know, sad. But, you know, she's like, thank you. And everything walks away. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I felt was interesting was that they called Simone next. So Simone yes. was like, got her elimination news and then it was like candy you win so i thought that was very interesting yes it was a weird order they yeah. were like simone you're in the bottom and then <laughs> candy you're the winner of this week's challenge i was like like imagine i'm so happy for you like it was very very awkward um but yeah so simone we find out is in, in the bottom candy wins um and everybody i love how everybody was just so happy for candy like you really see that this is like yes. a sisterhood and like you kind of get to see, like, you know, the real Candy. I mean, I watched Candy. She was on Patrick Starr's channel this week, uh, mm-hmm. last week. And I was watching her, and she was very, they were, she was very chill. And I was like, and I was like, wow, it's cool to see her very chill. Um, but yeah, so you can just really tell they're all very close. And I was like, that was just so nice. Yeah, it was nice. There's a moment. So Bendela Creme tweeted, because, you know, there was a lot of controversy with Utica and a lot of people talking about that. And then Bendela Creme tweeted and was like, what I love about, like, this season of Drag Race is how supportive all the girls are of each other. And she was talking about this moment, like when Candy wins and they were all cheering for Candy and just like how supportive they all were of Candy in this moment. And then Elliot, and then I think Bendela says like, you can tell like that's a real sisterhood, like what what drag is supposed to be. And then Elliot with two T's responds, I wish that were true. Girl, this is not about you right now. Girl. So let's stop. But it's also funny that Elliot is like, I was not treated right by these girls. <laughs> like, it's so, like, Vendela like, is just trying to bring some positivity and, like, happy to see them supporting Candy. And Elliot says, it's not a sisterhood. <laughs> like, girl, talk about at the reunion. Please, girl, move. I can't. I can't. Of course. It's always Elliot, child. Ooh! It is. <laughs> Um, so got Mick uh, is safe and then we get Olivia is low but she's safe do you think Olivia should be in the bottom or do you think uh, you agree with Simone you're going to be in the bottom that is hard <laughs> I <laughs> really did not I was going to say Olivia, Simone, and Utica all did so bad like really truly so awful that I could have justified three people in the bottom this week I got b- bottom three lip sync bottom three um I don't know I I do kind of think Olivia of the three deserved to be safe because she did get more laughs than Simone and Utica and it as a whole thing it didn't work but there were at least three jokes that she got some laughs in whereas Simone got none and Utica's was just painful like the only laughs that Utica's was like at her yeah I was, I was actually surprised because I did think Olivia was going to be in the bottom starting off the episode, but mm-hmm. I do unfortunately think Simone definitely was a clear bottom compared to a Olivia and Utica. We, we, we knew it was going to be in the bottom. Um, so the lip six is No Tears After Cry by Ariana Grande. Again, I will say it every time Ariana Grande is much on this franchise. I'm Ariana Grande stan. 
this is this is the this is this is this is my favorite Ariana lead single from an album ever. I think this is the most poppy. Like I love those like like we're done being sad songs, and I think uh, that, that I can do a whole dissertation on the Tears of Cry. Um, but I just want to say that this 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 season has had some of those songs that I've always wanted to do. Like I've always wanted to see I see a boss up sing. I always wanted to see a, my, my humps. I've always wanted to see when I grow up. I've always wanted to see Tears of Cry. I always want to see Break My Heart by Dua Lipa or like or um, Levitating. So I'm like, I'm glad we're getting some good songs. And I was very yeah. excited to see my good sister Mal do an Ariana song. Um, yeah, but I I I think Simone turned it, but I, I but I do agree. I mean, I, I hate reading the notes before I say it, but like I I do agree that this lip sync was uh, was a little meh. I, I maybe I remember, maybe I'm tripping, but I just remember the song being faster. Like it just felt a little bit. It definitely I definitely noticed the more ballad e moment of the song than I did the pop, upbeat part of the song. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I thought I thought Simone looked beautiful i thought her face is just gorgeous and i think and i didn't look at utica i'll be honest no it was overall it was kind of low energy although i do think simone did do a pretty good job like acting the song i really was barely looking at utica i don't know if it was again one of those where they're just not showing us a lot of camera time with utica but you were Um, i was like okay right to simone yeah this the Ariana Grande song makes Ariana the most lip synced artist on Drag Race. <laughs> I when love to like, see when, it. When, when, you, when you're when you're the pop doll, see when you when, when you've been grinding hard since 2013. You know what? I'm not gonna get into it. The point being is, that's a good woman. Um, and I just love the fact that every time our Valentina's on an episode, an Ariana Grande song is being lip synced. Like I just oh. love that Valentina's on an episode, and now we're getting a lot of she's up to cry. I thought those two girls like Valentina in the back here and Ariana lip sync, and it was like it was it was just funny. Um, I didn't even think about that. That's funny. Yeah, it was funny. Um, so yeah, so of course the winner is Simone Utica sashays away. So uh, yeah, so now it brings us down to a top five. Next week is, I think, our last challenge before we get to the little top four rap challenge, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, left final episode before we get to the re- reunion and finale. Finally, y'all, we're getting down to the end of the season, y'all. It's been since literally January first, <laughs> but it's April now, April first, uh, basically, and we are almost finally done. Um, so we will see you guys again. Thank you so much for listening. Make you guys like, comment, share, and subscribe, and um, leave us a review on Apple Music Podcast. I mean, Apple Podcast. If you can on Spotify, do it on Spotify. Anywhere you can leave a review, leave us our review. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. If you want to follow me, I'm virtually Jane on everything. Please make sure you follow me. I'm at No Fun Lesbian on Twitter, at Ashley.Highland on Instagram. You can catch us there. Like Jaden said, find us on our YouTube, on our podcasting platform. Anytime you interact with our podcast in any way, it's just going to help us get to a bigger audience and get linked up with the other Drag Race podcasts. That really helps us out. Yes, so we will see you guys next week on the Top 5 episode. You guys have a okay. great <laughs> week and we will see you guys next week bye bye bye